The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The headline reads, There was no other option but to shut East Cork Mental Health Service. This is a story involving Onakara and a lot of the residents and a lot of uh, people who have uh, family members using of this service are very upset at the prospect of this uh, service being shut down in East Cork. Um, Orla Keller is on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Orla. How are you? Thanks very much, Casey and Ross, for having me on. I'm okay, thanks. Um, you're a relative of somebody who avails of the service and uh, you're kind of pushing this campaign to try and get this whole shutdown reversed. First of all, why have they told you that they're, they're going to shut down the centre? So I suppose with the kind of the rationale behind the closure, so initially, you know, the, the HSC had cited the Mental Health Commission's report and then sort of the next, rationale was about building reports. Now, our view would be that there has been no independent building report that has ever suggested that the Onakura Centre is beyond repair. Our view would be, and to the best of my knowledge, any of the reports that we've had would say that, you know, they've just set out really what work needs to be done to improve the Onakura Centre. So it's really, you know, the HSE's um, interpretation, if you like, that the the centre is beyond repair. And our view would be that where there is a political will, there, there is a way. So the most kind of recent uh, development with this this whole campaign was just before Christmas, the Oireachtas Committee, uh, the Oireachtas Health Committee had the HSE before it and they were questioning them about the closure. And really what we felt had emerged from that was that the whole rationale behind the, the closure, it just didn't stand up to scrutiny before the Oireachtas Committee. And I think it's fair to say that there was party condemnation really of the loss of a really vital service um, in East Cork. So, I mean, really what's going to happen is once Onakur closes, there's going to be no more uh, 24-hour supported residential care units in East Cork. And that completely flies in the face of um, Vision for Change, which is the um, HSE's own policy on mental health. Because that would say that for an area like East Cork, where the population such, you know, as, as it is, that you would need at least 30 beds um, for a region the size of East Cork. So to yeah. go from, you know, having this community-based centre, and just from my own experience, you know, my aunt has lived there for over 25 years, and she has, you know, progressed very gradually, but, you know, it, it, it is thanks to own occur, it's thanks to that community-based setting. You know, she has friends there, she's integrated in the community, and that can't really be replaced. You know, so um, what really what we wanted for the HSE to look at the decision again and to look at renovating um, the centre, and so that's really where we're at. What's their What's their what, what What's the What's the information that they're giving to you? Are they saying we're closing it? Are they saying we're relocating it? Are they saying we're you know we're we're looking at an alternative? Where Where do you stand? Or are they literally just saying no? This is just going to be gone. So yeah, they are. They're, they're, the plan is to close it. The current residents will be uh, given other placements. So um, initially, what my family was offered was institutional care. So really, kind of, to my mind, just sort of a step back into the past. Now, since then, there's been other kind of tentative suggestions that uh, people like my own relative would be moved to Carrigaline, that there might be a house there, but that's very kind of uncertain. And again, I think really the, the which is the damaging and, you know, distressing part of all this is the complete lack of certainty for families, 
for residents about what's actually going to happen. You know, this has been their home for well, for my aunt, uh, the best part of 25 years. And they're just being offended at this late stage in their lives. Um, and it's just really, really worrying. Um, so, yeah, the, their plan is to close it. They, uh, they've they suggested at the health committee that, um, you know, that another service might replace it there, um, but it wouldn't be the 24-hour residential care unit. So whatever would replace it wouldn't be, you know, the same level of service. So what we really want the HSC to look at is uh, renovating or rebuilding on the same site um, and and we would you know we think that that, that has to be looked at again mm. they hate the HSC of course will will feel that their engineers are right and uh, you know from from that point of view I suppose we have to kind of see what develops there but you know it is it, it's just the, the prospect of shutting down I, I really genuinely thought we were in a place where uh, mental health care and treatment uh, was was been invested in a lot more that we were in a progressive place that things were going in the right direction this is going in reverse order. yes when it's fashionable yeah and that's what it is it's when it's a talking point and when it's a photo op and all that kind of stuff yes it's like oh we're all here for men's mental health and everything but when it comes down to the actual grassroots infrastructure then obviously things like this are, are there's no duty of care yeah yeah and i think really for us you know um a lot of at the oroctus committee you know there was an emphasis being put on you know independence and early intervention and while that's all great and it's definitely to be welcomed for families like mine who you know have a relative who has severe and enduring mental health issues those kind of you know with kind of 30 years too late really for my family you know there will always be people in our communities um, who will need you know 24 hour support residential care units and we can't lose them they are part of the package as well as other measures and so the idea that East Cork is now going to have you know not have these services anymore is so worrying and distressing and it's you know it's not just about a few kind of vocal families who are um kind of kicking up a fuss. This is really about preserving a service for everybody in the community because, you know, people don't know when, you know, they or maybe a loved one will need respite or um, kind of residential residential care support for, for um, you know, their m- mental health issues. And so, you know, the idea that this is going to be lost now, it, it's just so worrying and stressing. And it's something that's not just about us, it's about the wider community, you know. So I think it's really, really important, you know, in line with Vision for Change, that, that you know, we, we retain these beds. Um, and our view would be that, you know, there, there are so many steps that could be taken now to, to, to kind of, Sort of look at look at this all again. So, one thing that Friends of Omnicare has been repeatedly calling for is the appointment of an independent structural engineer to assess the feasibility. Now, that the HSE doesn't want or doesn't want that, but you know that's something that we think would be you know really reasonable for the families to ask. At the Oireachtas Health Committee, uh, Deputy Mark Ward uh, called for an independent inquiry into the closure. I think that really kind of speaks to, to the point we're, we're making about, you know, needing to appoint an independent structural engineer to, to, to relook at this. Orla, best of luck with your crusade and your campaign and <laughs> hopefully, you, you know, you, you're going to get the results that you're looking for. I, I hope you I hope you find out sooner rather than later. But um, listen, thank you for talking to us and the best yes, of luck with everything, thank, Orla. Yes. Thank you. Too. Take care Thank of yourself. You All right, that's Orla Kelleher. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Corks ninety six FM. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.